This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. How are y'all doing? Good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm doing so good. All right, hey, now that the small out. talk's out of the way, let's move on. Check the... Oh, no, more <laughs> Matt, small talk. Matt, how are you, do- Matt, how are right you doing? I- I'm doing good. I'm busy. How about you? Weather's good. All right. So busy. Right. Weather's yeah. been crazy. Oh, oh, you know. <laughs> oh, you know. No, you know. Just busy, man. Just Another busy. southern storm, and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, I don't... Uh, I-, I make it a personal point to not say busy if somebody asks how you're doing. I just, I just I don't do respect it. It just doesn't matter. It's about priorities. Everybody feels they're busy. Just don't, yeah. just don't use busy. Just That's make right. yourself yeah, have to say anything other than busy. Yep. Just don't yep. do that. It's just all I say is I've been getting busy. Yeah, I, I do that. I, I get busy. Lot. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> I get I get busy all the time. If you know what I'm talking about, Matt, you said something recently about movies nowadays not only sucking but also yep. I think the 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 comic relief parts being way more guarded and I don't even think Matt likes movies at all though like it's like hard you, to watch any, a movie, any, yeah. in the last 5 years there's probably been almost no movies I mean you liked the Avengers but just because of how big and I thought budget it was an impressive project was, but, to be accomplished given that I try to manage projects right. that, that like this that I can't even halfway get to go smoothly right. it feels I can't imagine that a movie like Avengers could ever be made and it without making without being stupid so that's right. impressive to me. Movies I like, if I do have to say, though, uh, Ex Machina about artificial intelligence. Love that That movie. was a good one. So, like, there's a few movies that, that I really like, but I don't, I don't, it's hard to sit down and watch a movie, and it's and pretty tough to do. Joey, yeah. you said, too, the latest movie that you've seen that's probably, what, now in your top five is Fifty Shades Darker, right? <laughs> you love that movie. Nope. Nope. Never seen it. Yes, you Never did. seen no, you, it. You sent me a picture of you watching it with your family. No, that ruined my testimony. <laughs> no, you you showed no, me a picture of let, your family. I wasn't. I wasn't. Li- I, yes, but, you were. Listen, yeah, you was. Listen to listen yeah, to what was. I watched the other day. Fifty Shades uh, Darker again. No, something about Mary. <laughs> and good lord, what was what year was that? Ninety five, ninety six. I think no, ninety seven is my ninety seven ish or something yeah. like that. But seriously. We're talking about 20 maybe. years ago. 98 is my guess. And it was it was culture shock for me as to how flippant they were about physically handicapped people, special needs, uh, more specifically folks with retardation. <laughs> you had um, you had that scene where there's a gay rest area, and it was very, very uh, critical, and in my opinion, indirectly very critical to the gay community and just how that's how that demographic mm-hmm. was seen as just a bunch of dudes that get together at a rest area secretly to yeah. you know have have sex with one another but seriously like how that that guy the pizza delivery guy that faked being a crippled and i mean that was like 
big time comic relief how he was handling his crutches and then right. you got one of the funniest parts of the whole movie is her um brother Warren. brother with down syndrome yeah. but just how it was delivered I don't think it has I was down like, syndrome it's something else yeah that's true that's true um just how all of that was delivered you don't see in movies nowadays i don't think unless i'm watching the wrong movies it's just like that was a day and age where we could be mm-hmm. a little more loose with sense of humor right well i mean i think it was just that every, here's what's interesting about that time is that that was it insensitive and mean-spirited that's what i want to know like it, it it could be i'm i'm asking the question or was it everybody? Nothing was as off limits, and you could make fun because I don't think the Fairley brothers, they they actually have made it a point to put people like special needs people in their movies, and yeah. and they, they've done that a lot, and and they actually I, I'm certain they're not like pro Trump or hardcore Republican or no, no. I, I'm not sure if, I don't, I'm not sure if they what their faith is and if they believe in God or not or whatever it might be, but I wonder like. Part of me like likes the idea that no nothing's off limits and you can make fun of everybody and you take care of everybody when you can too. But I don't know. I guess you're right. It is a different time. Like if you did some of that stuff now, it would have to be either a really particular way or you were making fun of the fact that that happened back then or something. You know what I mean? It had to and, be. And here, yeah. And here's what's interesting is that we're we're talking movies. But this has not gone to comedians. And so we talked earlier about Jim Carrey basically calling comedians almost like a last line of defense. In other words, they will say the crazy and appropriate things uh, when no one else will. And I think he's right. I think like stand-up comedians are kind of – they're the last ones. They're the only ones that will say anything at any time. It doesn't matter. It's – it's humor. Don't take yourselves too serious because here we are now in a day and age where movies are careful. Right. Well, well let me – Go ahead. Uh, well, here's what I was going to say. It's interesting you said that too, Joey, because I, I, I don't know if, if listeners know and y'all kind of know, but I, my papa loved boxing, and I'm, I've always been kind of like a boxing fan. I like boxing more than MMA, uh, but I've grown to really enjoy MMA a lot too. Uh, but – Right now, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather Jr. are in this massive fight, right? And it's kind of a joke. It's really just an exhibition because, I mean, Floyd Mayweather is one of the best, if not the best defensive fighter, boxer ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's going against, you know, this guy, Conor McGregor, who, who is great at, at MMA and, and is a good fighter, but he's not a boxer. Yeah. And so it's going to be a, a little bit, it's going to be disappointing. The fight's going to probably be boring. But uh, they have been saying some crazy things. Like Connor has been, uh, Floyd was dancing, and Connor said, "Dance for me, boy. Dance for me, boy." And people said that's racist. And he said he said a few other things. And then at the very last press conference, Floyd said some uh, called uh, Connor a faggot. That's the word he used. He called him that, and so obviously people are. He said he called him a bunch of names, and then oh, Floyd said that. that. So. Yeah, so both of them have said just things that are completely insensitive. Could, obviously, could be considered racist. Connor even said some more stuff too that could be racist. If you if you go back and listen, and the worst part about it is is it's kind of just gotten this. Are they this, getting away this, with it? Like, are, are you saying yes, they get an exception because they're fighters or something, or is, well, is, is it's, Floyd it's gets an exception because he's black or something like that? Well, there's a 
the interesting thing about boxing is they both know what they're doing and they're trying to do that. That like mm-hmm. Floyd many years ago realized there's a lot more money in being a villain. Yeah. My boxing That's Floyd's right. boxing style is very defensive. He's not really a power puncher. He's not really hardly ever knocked that many people out. He's mostly just all style and just just a brilliant boxer. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, if I'm the bad guy, people will root against me. I can fight and do this, and the, it makes the fights more interesting. I make more money, and by far, he's like, I think after this fight, he'll he will have made the most money yeah, of any sports for sure. person ever. Ever yeah. that that surpasses Michael Jordan? Like I mean, he as far as sporting career, like you know, Michael. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be in the billion. May, have made a, over a billion dollars now wow. after this fight. But it's interesting to me that when you rush right into race, and that's exactly what everybody wants you to do. Like they, they like mm-hmm. everybody's falling right into this with the idea of oh well, Connor's a racist, or you know now uh, Mayweather might be homophobic, or <laughs> this, and and they're saying these things. I think. To play it up so all the money's worth it. They, yeah. They're just they're they're yeah. almost like con men selling you something. Yeah. And 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 that's what I was gonna say. Going back to the idea of movies and stuff like that, I don't. It's really it's a big thing to say somebody is a racist. Now it's you can definitely say people have racist actions. What maybe Connor said is what a racist would say, or it sounds racist, or he's getting as close as you can to being a racist as you can. Mm-hmm. But calling someone a racist or a homophobe, whatever, or a uh, you know. Uh, you see it in other things too. Calling somebody a rapist and everybody jumps on the right. the you know that guy's a rapist. Where and then you find out later that maybe he wasn't, mm-hmm. or that it was the 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 lady was lying or or whatever it might be. I just saw recently in the news. I don't know if you remember a few years back, the mattress girl from Columbia University said mm-hmm. that a guy raped her and she carried around a mattress supposedly that you know like she was raped on that mattress and all that stuff. Come to find out, the guy didn't. The lady was she lying was and he just up, yeah. he he settled with Columbia University, but. Because his whole character, he couldn't go to Columbia anymore. Everything was ruined because when you put this weight on somebody. Now, yeah. obviously, there's racists, and we need to call that out, and we need to do that. But I, I do wonder, like, are we getting to a point where everything is just, like, under a microscope, and you're not mm-hmm. – anything at some point is going to be bad or sexualized or negative or potentially really damaging to the rest of your life, maybe. So I don't know if you can't even make those jokes anymore in movies. Well... I said a lot there, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's, it's a confusing thing. So when Joey just mentions the the whole idea of how it's changed in 10 years, I mean, you have to yeah. at least start by understanding that the people that were doing things 10 years ago, five years ago, that w- would today be seen as bad or horrific or inexcusable yeah. or racist, homophobic, whatever it is, those are the same people, of course, and those were people who represented even the left and progressive thought and were in the day in those earlier days i mean it's just yeah. that's just the way it is and you can i mean and if you go farther back in history it's going to be the same thing and that's not an excuse for stuff but there's something different about who would do it now is different so for instance they wouldn't do that now the same people wouldn't say the same things now because it's right. been it's more identified and it's less care now it would be very intentional if you use the n-word or whatever it is it's you know better now so it it takes a bolder meaner more racist person to engage in that activity now than it did that's a good point on the playground where i grew up the racial slurs were really not bad cuss words were unbelievably horrible and racial slurs were no big deal so everybody i know including me has said a million racial slurs in the 80s right yeah i mean haven't you said a million racial slurs 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've said racial, racial jokes. Right, tons. I've said tons. Yeah. I don't say them now, but I'm the same person. No. And I don't actually. I didn't think, realize at the time. Right. I don't even think yeah. that I was more or, or less racist even at the time that, that I did say racial slurs because I've said them. Yeah. I, you know? So am right. I still me? Was I racist and now I'm not? No, but I was engaging in behavior and activity that I know better than now, that's for sure. Yeah, I was ignorant too. That, right. That's a great point. Here's what's funny, going back to the boxing, I don't condone it either. I think it, it's kind of been a shit show because both of them are just trying to outdo the other and all they yeah. basically do is yeah, every other word's profanity and it's kind of it's kind of deviated from some some of the brilliance that boxing, like it's good to talk smack, especially in boxing. The funniest thing is that people would be just devastated by some of the things they said but are totally fine with them punching each other in the face for 12 rounds. Sex and violence is okay. I'm just saying that things have shifted. Yeah. So the people that act yeah. out against the norms get judged in different ways right. and for different reasons. And but it's, you're it's, right. It's, in it's a complicated. Sense, what, I, what I was going to say is it's interesting that you say that because back, uh, you know, this has been, wow, several decades ago when Muhammad Ali called Joe Frazier, the, you know, the thrill of Manila, the mm-hmm. he called him a gorilla. Yeah. Right. But, but that, that was part of the showmanship and stuff. And you're right. In that time, Muhammad Ali probably wouldn't say this. Say that now. He would say something like else. It, now it, it, it would be way. worse to say it now because we are more educated and we're understanding. Wait, this does carry weight. Okay, so I d- yeah, think about it like the General Lee on Dukes of Hazard, right? The General yeah. Lee has a Confederate flag on the roof of the Dukes of Hazard. That car is awesome. Right. I love it. I had the car. I love the show. We, you probably go through your old toy chest. You'll find General Lees. You'll find Confederate right. flags in your toys. What does that make you? What did that make you? Nothing. Right. It didn't mean anything. I mean, right. it, it it was there. It got there. It shouldn't have been there. It, we it was too bad that we were in that place. But the the, the idea where they want to take, I mean, in fact, they've taken Dukes of Hazard the show off the air for that reason. Like it's a yep. no no show. And I I couldn't disagree with that more. If you go back and watch Tom and Jerry, they I think they've edited out or taken the Tom and Jerry episodes where they have the black nanny woman that talks yeah. the way she right. talks. They, they've taken that out, and I just don't think that's right. I think that's wrong. I'm not saying that stuff is good or I'm glad they did or I like it or in that regard, but it's very important. I mean, Walt Disney uh, smoked, and they've Photoshopped out all of everywhere where he was smoking out of history. But that's part of history. That's, right. that's, that's how you have to acknowledge that stuff collectively. That, that's, and then the, you know, the movements to make it not that way, I just don't, I don't agree with. I don't understand. They're, not re, they're, they're trying to whitewash something or yeah. make it, it, it – it feels weird. And we know that the – I think anybody with common sense knows that the ultra – it's, it's really a battle between the PC thing. Like if you just say that, something about Mary, th- man, the PC crowd has really gained a lot of ground in, in 15 years right. or 20. Like I remember people complaining about political correctness in the 90s. Well, golly, we've ramped it up into an exponential level that you would have never even predicted or you would have found intolerable back then. But for some stuff, it's good. I mean, it's, there's some good to that. But on the, well, the, well, the people that really are weaponizing that and calling people stuff and doing that, I think they're doing a lot of harm. And I think it's obvious when people are being, I'm not saying being oversensitive, that would be a terrible way to describe it. The people that are being malicious with their use of accusatory language to people and groups and trying to take things out of context and make something mean something it's not and do these inferences where you judge people like that. That's that's bad behavior, and I think everybody recognizes that for being honest. Well, I want to say, too, like I, I think the, the real danger that we face is 
we are going to say so much stuff is the real problem and it's really bad that you are going to actually miss the real stuff. For example, how much damage does it do to people who, to ladies who have actually been raped when a woman lies about being raped? That's so horrific and awful and you are diminishing it and you're making it horrible. I think that is just the worst thing in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. No, the worst thing in the world is raping. Right. <laughs> let me get let me clarify that. That's the worst part. But faking it and lying just to get at somebody or do something, what whatever it might be. I I, I use the example of rape, but whatever it might be, when you're lying, uh, you know, about being homeless or having a disease or doing a GoFundMe because you need this, this, and this or whatever, you're actually diminishing the people that really could right. use help and the people that who who are are being marginalized by yes. their race or their sex or their gender or whatever it might be. And so that's what really bothers me. What I don't like is when we rush to immediately say, oh, this is what this is. Let's shut it down. Like you said, if we shut it down, then I feel like we don't really grasp what's real and what's not. And then I think the people who are most affected by it don't get the best help or the most attention or any of that stuff. I that's see it what, as a language problem. I think it's a word. First of all, I think there's disingenuous people who are trying to do something negative on the extreme ends. I think those are the extreme ends of political correctness or social justice type stuff. I think that's basically, I will stand firm, and I believe that 80% of people are in the middle, but the 10% on each side are the obnoxious ones. I think 80% of people know that obnoxious thing is is wrong. And of course, the 10% of people that are like actual racist, bad people that cause harm and marginalized groups are of course really bad too most of us are in uh, we're not in the middle of either of those we're just regular people that recognize stuff but it's a word problem still so racism i mean it's it's a you, you it's a it's an individual that you there's like we need we're missing some words here we've taken a word that means a certain individual has this these set of beliefs and this behavior and then we've applied it to institutions i think they should have split the words there like institutional racism is not the same as clan member. They're not the same, but you're using the same word there, and that's yeah. not right. It's, it's harming everybody to, to do that, like to not de- delineate between, I mean, even forms of things that you would be seen as rape, like so let's say statutory rape, a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old versus a dark alley rapist. Same word? Right. Treat them like, right. I mean, same? I mean, right. that's not, I mean... The, the, things are different there, and that now you've the people have gravitated to use these words to really fight the people they don't like, understandably. But you're doing damage to the language. You're doing damage to the clarity. You're doing damage to the honesty of society when you say that Conor McGregor using the word "boy" to a black man, bad choice, perhaps necessary for sure, also means that he you know, intends to oppress black people or something. I mean, that is not, that's just not what that is. Or, or it should be called right. and, maybe something yeah. different. And Floyd and Connor both want you to buy into that. Yeah, that, that anyway. might be fake like anyway, that, that's, but. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's used now in a way just to manipulate you so that you mm-hmm. don't know what is real and what isn't. And that's what's, that's what's kind of frustrating to me. All these words and all these uh, things that we are now, uh, you know, proclaiming is bad or evil or this is this is exactly what it is is taking away from the people who are really hurting and are really affected and are in bad shape like nobody cares that these two guys are going to smash each other's face but the words they use uh oh we better really think about those and what you know and 
that I think diminishes the fact of true racism. Like if we if we're focusing on Conor McGregor, yeah, some entertainment guy saying something, no, the, the, there's real racism. It doesn't there really it, is yeah, right. real institutional racism. There really is uh, individual you know, racism. Uh, races being exist. held back just because of the color of their skin. That's what we really got to focus on and go. Oh, this is where it really is. This is it. These mm-hmm. guys, these both these guys are trying to make hundreds of millions of dollars. The, the, they're going to do it. It's a problem, and it's like bad parenting when you like overdo something in a parenting way that yeah. it reminds me of bad parenting like short-sighted what, you're, what they're thinking is maybe even good in, people with good intentions are saying we, if we call out even Conor McGregor here make a big example of it that'll show all the worst people you better not mess with us but I can't think maybe it's kind of going the opposite way like that oversensitivity is making other people say fuck it watch this that's we're, we're having right. that response so I don't I think it may I mean I, it's weird but I mean the rise of the alt-right, I don't think they've been created by Trump or this PC stuff, but they certainly have been empowered, and it, it, you certainly push more people that direction by being oversensitive. Oversensitive is not the right word for it. And I will say that I appreciate progressive thought, and maybe there's some part yeah, of that, that really obnoxious side does play a, a role. To it. Maybe it's just like super hyperbole. Like, of course it's silly. Of course they're being obnoxious, but that at least it proves a point. At least it gets people thinking. But the downside being, I think you may drive some people the wrong direction. It just seems short-sighted and unfair, yeah. and, and it's well, a real bad use yes. of language. I don't, I don't think it's right, right. but confusing. Well, well that's, my, that's my fear is that are we going to where everybody goes, well, everything I say is wrong anyway, so fuck it. And right. then you won't really exactly. know who is the bad person, who is the person that's trying to oppress other people. Like, you won't know because everybody looks the same. Or sounds the same. Where you have to be careful, you know. Like even when we were talking about Ever- <laughs> Evergreen so State College, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, even with Evergreen State College, you're like, wait a minute, that, that guy's on. Uh, he's, y'all are all on the same team. Like yeah. the, the professor, I mean, he, you know, like you got, like he's he's pro right. civil rights. He's spent his whole life doing all that stuff. Wait a minute, what are we saying here? We're going to call somebody a racist before or without just to push your full gender information, or gain power or something. Yeah. I mean, and, we, and, and don't we get us wrong. There are racists, and it's really bad. I want to make sure we yeah. get the really bad Everybody people, the really bad that. racists and rapists, and people that are trying to hurt people. We need to get those people and stop them for yeah. sure. I agree with what y'all are saying, though, as far as undoing stuff like Dukes of Hazard and and things like that. It's like to me that is undervaluing what certain minorities went through by trying to erase it. Like, yeah. are, are we saying that the long-term best solution is to just blot it out of our memories and not even acknowledge it? Because that seems to be what we're doing if we're wanting to try to remove things completely. And, I mean, we also realize that in, in order to do this adequately, I mean, we got to take Thomas Jefferson off the $2 bill, George Washington off of all of that. The song, the patriotic songs that we sing, we know well, that we sang those yeah. thinking of uh, not, not having into con- uh, in our minds slaves. We didn't think of them as uh, one nation under God. We thought of them as the slaves that are doing a lot of our work power. So you just can't, you can't go back and undo absolutely everything. No. uh, Yeah, you're right. I I think it does diminish it because if, okay, first the intent of uh, the Dukes of Hazzard was to get a show and sell commercials. You know what I mean? And to appeal to people and two cousins that are are rednecks jumping around, jumping stuff. That's why I liked it. I liked it because they jump stuff and fault people. But the idea of maybe at that time I could have been ignorant and uneducated that that could have been racist and hurt a group of people, hurt an entire race of people. So why would we get rid of that 
and not use it as ed- oh look back then they didn't know now we're learning this this can be offensive this can be hurtful this can actually hold people back i think we should use it not hide it or get rid of it so nobody sees it because what's going to happen it's going to come back around then in another way it's going to manifest manifest itself i mean there are probably tv shows right now that we're going to look back on and go uh oh can't do that uh uh-uh, uh that's not going to be oh my gosh can't believe we were that way in 2017 we, we need to have that historical stuff to look at and go, okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. and and wouldn't it even show something if people still watched it or what that meant or what it like? There's so much education that can come from it. I don't know why we hide things, and I think that's why people do look to comedians because I think comedians, uh, boxers, and rappers, <laughs> you know, are they get away uh, with a lot? Yeah, that's one way they to get look at a, it. Yeah. they get to say a lot of stuff, that's right. and it's why so many people are drawn to them. Yeah, yeah, that's why right. people are so drawn to them because they're like, well, they can say stuff, and then then you get to decide if you like it or not, or if it's funny or not, or if it's poignant or not, or whatever it might be. I mean, that's so true. Like I, that, it it amazes me though, like how far we've progressed in our culture. And I'm someone who does listen to hip hop, and I'm I'm listening to what these guys are saying, and I'm like, these guys are not only making it in mainstream music, but no one's complaining about them. And they just said the worst stuff about women. <laughs> it's just so crazy how they get a pass, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. Well, there's, there's something that happens on the, 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 the very liberal side or the very left side that is, it just feels really wrong to me. And it's, it's a power play. So it's, it's, it's like, I don't know how it triggers me in this way that makes me feel like it's, it's deceptive. I mean, it, it really is a power play. You feel that they want people like me or you to be careful or quiet or be stumbling around, so you know, af- afraid of correction. That's a way that they uh, gain gain power. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I was talking about an Afri- uh, African a black man uh, is a uh, 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 I'm off. You know, now I'm off balance because what if I get in trouble? Now I'm. You know what I mean? Like that's a way of knocking somebody off of their foundation or have them be submissive. You know, it's, it's a power move. But I think, and I may botch this, but I think Nietzsche talked about that when he talked about master-slave mentality or master-slave morality. And he says that the powerful, the, the class in power is focused on stuff like strength and dominance and achievement and higher hierarchical stuff. And then the slave class the the whatever way he meant that just and all of history is focused on like justice and peace and concern and equality and fairness and stuff like that and but but that's all that's those so those so those two things fight and then the big power play is for the that mentality to dominate or take over or overthrow the actual power system so he he wrote uh, uh, about that a lot um, I think that's a, a thing. So it's really it's weird, you know. Like the, the whoever the oppressed group is, is it, for instance, always going to want to talk about those things, and then you know, self justifying in your camp. But we, it's almost as if we've gotten to the place, or I guess we have, and it's probably good if they could at least meet in the middle or something. But um, I'm sure some of his work would be is pretty relevant to today. Although I don't know, I'm not that familiar with it. It's something yeah. something like that. But you know, it's like they're taking. It's weird to feel feel people taking these principles of equity and justice. That's what I'm trying to say. Bear with me. It's interesting to, he- to hear people try to weaponize or dominate with these things. That It seems hypocritical, right? To take, yeah. to take these things like equity, justice, and then use them to directly attack and harm what seems like intentional vi- violence isn't the right word, but intentionally use it 
weaponized against people. Seems weird. Seems hypocritical. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally yeah. agree. And and it's all a tool. That's what I'm saying. I, I my big fear is that so much stuff is a tool to keep us off what really matters and what we really care about. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I was I tried to remember this quote, but I had to look it up. It's from Barack Obama when the Ferguson stuff happened. Um, we need this is Barack Obama. He says we need to recognize that the situation in Ferguson speaks to broader challenges that we still face as a nation. The fact is, in too many parts of this country, a deep distrust exists between law enforcement and communities of color. Some of this is the result of legacy of uh, is a result of the legacy of racial discrimination in this country. And that's one of the things, like, that's why we always talk pretty highly of, of Barack Obama, because I always felt like he was so level-headed and the, yeah, it, totally. well-articulated. But the, what, what he's talking there is the real problem there is there is a deep distrust based on historical evidence. Deep uh, between distrust? People, yeah, deep dish. <laughs> uh, it's a, he made a pizza comment. No, a deep distrust uh, okay. Between people of color and the law uh, and law enforcement, and that is the real issue. That, of course, uh, I mean, murder. We can all say don't don't kill people, don't shoot people immediately. Wait, let's let's cops, let's figure this out. We don't need to be shooting people. How how has this happened? How can we diminish this and stop it? But the real issue there is there is a deep distrust, and so that is why. Things like this are happening. Why, you know, why do uh, you know people of color distrust the cops and law enforcement? Because there's been a history of right. you know a, a divide right where they weren't treated equally. So that is the real issue. So I want to focus on that. Let's focus. Let, hey, we need to build trust. We need to make sure that when even if somebody is committing a crime, that they go, wait a minute, this is my police officer too, and so I can I can feel safe even even being arrested. I can feel safe, and those are the real issues that we need to be talking about. Not. Of course, we should be stopping violence and murder. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all but, for that. But that's what my fear is: is if we say, "Oh, this is what it is." Let's, you know, if we just get rid of this or stop this or throw away this TV show, everything's better. It's not. We're missing the real issue, and that's mm-hmm. what I think we got to focus. Do on. you think that though it is reasonable that people need to be hyperbolic or exaggerated to make their points sometimes like black lives matter yes, for instance I, do. I mean is there no i, I mean do. like there's a, there's cuz i do i mean I, lord knows i like to yeah. speak in exaggerated hyperbolic terms right. to make points so i, I, I yeah. can't fault anybody for that but there's a, there's a there's this other thing you have to tease out which i, I actually believe that i think even martin luther king you, i mean you got to really do something to speak. it's hard to go against the, the power structure yeah. so you have to make noise you have to be a squeaky wheel you have to stand up and at the same time there's going to be those people in there that are trying to use it as a power play and 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 do right. it in a har- harmful ways and that's really that's really that's really difficult to sort through yeah it's really I, difficult I, I mean I, you know what's crazy y'all are gonna think i'm hilarious for this but jess and i like to watch the bachelor and the bachelorette and uh this season this bachelorette season has been unique because uh the the main character the bachelorette is a black lady from texas um, she's beautiful, very smart. Uh, I love this season. Uh, it's been interesting because the ratings have actually been down, so that tells you something there. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if the show's getting old. It, there, there could be some correlation that people of color are on there. But it was really uh, eye-opening to me. There was a, a couple of the bachelors that I liked or whatever or, or are black guys, and they were just talking about how historically, you know, there are times where like a loud black man or a loud black woman and, and they, you know, when a white guy or a white woman does something, they, you know, 
they can be as loud as they want and they don't seem as dangerous. Uh-huh. But if a black man or a black woman starts getting loud or, or whatever, it becomes violence. It becomes Thug, angry. Scary, it beca- yeah, yeah, all, the, that, all yeah. those things. And it really did. And it, we, I'm thinking back to, the, I think it was propaganda we had on. And I, we were talking about uh, how there was an older white lady, an older southern white lady that was just loud, obnoxious at this, I think it was a restaurant, and just being mean and horrible and awful and just saying everything, and nothing happened. Nobody cared. She got a free mm. meal or whatever. But if that would have been a black person, they would have, it, it, the cops could have been called. Sure. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, but no. uh, but an, old, an old white woman, nobody, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, but if, it, but if a person of color shows uh, some you know, emotion, it, it can lead to arrest and uh-huh. much worse. And that, that is scary, and so, I mean, I don't totally remember where I was going with that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think my point is, I want us to make sure we understand that, and, and the idea of like, wait a minute, even when we're watching yeah. our TV shows, it, th- do, I, do we need to get rid of the Bachelorette then? If, if, if somebody, if a white guy said something racial, racially charged or whatever on, a, on these shows, I don't think we need to get rid of it. That helps us and informs us on, oh, wait, we still got a lot of work to do, or this is, oh, now I'm starting to see the real issues. Yep. Nobody really in America is that scared of the KKK. Whites and blacks don't really respect the KKK. That's not that that racism is just uh, WWE yep. wrestling racism. It's flash. It's this whatever. There's real racism that is a, or that are that mm-hmm. is affecting a lot of minorities, and I think that is what gets sometimes cast over and. and in exchange for Conor McGregor is a racist. Oh man, what a white boxers. Maybe he is, maybe he is, but that's blurring the lines of like, what? Hold on, let's get to the real thing and really try and make some progress here yeah. rather than just all jump on the bad wagon of what the entertainment wants us to do. We're well, just it'll, it'll always be hard to have a complex yeah. point of view and it won't get as many clicks and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's harder to, to do the complex, but anybody being honest is going to have a seeming, you know, a difficult time. And you have to sort out everything, and you have to be brave, and you have to have courage. To, you know, it, it's yeah. just it's just that way, and it's bizarre. Um, but I think I, I just I, I go I go back and forth. I don't think we're getting worse. That can't be the truth. I know we're exposing more problems, and I think that's a good thing. If I'm with you on that, like it's got to be good that we can see these reactions that people are having as we conquer them, and as we just be aware of them. Like we used to be Dukes of Hazard. And yeah. we used to have really racist stuff in Hanna Barbera cartoons, and now we have made a lot of progress. So it has to be kind of good. And now people are get, now we're seeing people really get upset about about Doctor Who having a female doctor. I don't know if y'all are familiar oh, really? with that one. Have you seen that? Did you uh-huh. hear about that? You know, are you familiar There's, with the show Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah, I know the, the show. So the well, thing that really. Is bizarre. Every season or something has a different doctor. Yeah, I tried to I tried to discuss it with Bridget last night, and then she got upset because she's a huge Doctor (laughs) Who fan, and so she got upset. We tried to discuss it for a minute. She told me about it. I had seen some stuff and read about it, and then she tried to tell me about it, and she's super happy that there's a that there's a new season, and she thinks it's awesome. She knows who this lady is that got the part. She says this is gonna be great. She loves the show, and um, I started asking her questions about it, and I totally agree with her. But even me asking questions, she got upset and thought I was disagreeing with her and got all f- 
like emotionally charged and say, I can't talk about this anymore. And she just had to go to the other room. And part of that may be my delivery. She said, sounds like you're being argumentative. I was just trying to explore the topic. I said, like, I agree with you. I cannot dumb. imagine you sounding argumentative. <laughs> well, yeah, she's super sensitive. Like it's not, yeah, I was being nice. Uh, but no, I was agreeing with her, but it was just the, the just to engage on the topic gets off freaky, basically. But the right. thing I think so funny about the Doctor Who one is they – the people, there's a lot of people raising hell saying they've ruined the show or it's bad or they're just kowtowing to PC culture and trying to be progressive just for ratings. They've sold out and they've ruined the character and stuff like that. So I said, well, let's just, can we just examine it logically for a second? Who is the, they change the character every time, right? Now, yep. every time they've changed it, it's been a guy. Now, why do they change the character? This guy, I don't follow the show like she does, but he's an alien that is able to become other people. And so, if there is a question of integrity, first of all, he inhabits different people, so why couldn't one of them be a woman? And secondly, I, here's the important question I asked. I said, okay, every time they get a new doctor, every time this alien re-inhabits a new person or, or casts himself as a person or shapeshifts or whatever he does, does he have the same personality? That's what, all I need to know to sort that one out. If the answer is yes, he has the same exact personality and does the same things and all this stuff every time, then I can see you need to maybe stick with what it is and not try to change the, the character. It's not, you know, but artistically. But on the other hand, if he, every time you get a different actor, he has a whole different personality, then why couldn't it be a woman? There's nothing to that. Like, and, and sure right. enough, she says, yeah, every time the, each doctor has their own way. They have their own personality. They have their own stuff. And he's a freaking alien. So what's the big, like, how, who are the people right. that can get so upset that a woman gets to do that? It kind of escapes me in, in that way. Like, it's not like, you know, people say, oh, that's a movement toward gender fluidity or something. But he's an alien. <laughs> I mean, how, like, how can we? He's an alien in science fiction that's made up that, shape shifts and becomes different people i mean that's not, right. that's not like the the gender fluidity agenda right i don't get that right well I th one last thing i'll say on this too is that uh for example louis ck and his one of his bits is where he says the n-word right mm -hmm. and people uh, although it's edgy they don't say refer to it as racist and what i'm thinking here in the future is you'll be able to make hopefully where we're headed it could be where you make a real distinction and you and we're actually able to really see that and go wait a minute why why would we act all crazy about a woman doctor you know th there there's big pushback that uh i think it's Idris Elba i'm saying his name wrong but he's he's a black uh actor and he he could be the next James Bond people are like James Bond is white or he should be you know and i'm just like what are you talking about like yeah. what why why isn't it okay to move forward and evolve and try things and see what works or whatever it, this could be a terrible season uh, of Doctor Who, and we learn something. Or it could be the best season ever, and you learn something. Like I, I just, the thing I don't want is just all being pushed around and not really realizing the truth or saying things in a, a better way or more articulate way or more clear way where we can actually see the real stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like people are want to be able to get offended and upset that Doctor Who's a woman. That's missing. All equality and all kinds of stuff. I know that that can lead to it, but all it really leads is the two sides yelling at each other so they can yell at each other. Mm -hmm. I don't think that really helps women's equality. So the, the truth is, what are we doing? Like, I, I mean, obviously I'm glad, and I think that is a good thing that a TV show would take that chance or move forward, rather, in that way. But I, I guess I just I get frustrated when we, we are so preoccupied by what is a Kardashian and what is this 
a famous person saying, and that's bad, and if we stop it, then we did something, and I don't think we do. I think there's real bad stuff out there that we are missing because we're so preoccupied with meaninglessness. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the art is the very, very, very important thing, and I get very frustrated if people dismiss yeah. art or humor or entertainment because I actually find those to be the forces that are shaping i think they're a lot re- the reflective of culture but they're also very important voices more way more than political or news those are not people to listen to those are people that are just trying to cater to you people that are making yeah. art and people that are doing comedy especially if they're good and at a high level even people that are doing uh intellectual discourse and podcasts and stuff i mean those are the people that are worth listening to they're the people that are taking risks they're the people that are making choices and decisions that stuff is important. It should be protected. It should be respected. It's They're going to make a certain amount of mistakes, and you need to give allowance for that. Now, it's bad if somebody's trying to capitalize on racism in order to sell books or something, but whatever. I mean, that's not really what we're usually talking about. And the comedians, they deserve freedom and protection. They're the ones that actually matter. And, of course, when you enter a territory like that, there's no guidebook of exactly what's right and wrong, or there shouldn't be, or if it is, that's what should be yeah. pushed against. And so with art... It's just so much more important. In my my view, art and even comedy are more important than, for the most part, politics, news, I would even argue preaching, expositional, positional things that explain stuff to you are not the most important things. They're not. The most important things are the things that expose truths to you and point to deeper things that make you think. And comedy gets shit on more than any other thing. Even I'm not even saying stand-up comedies. I'm talking about people using jokes in real life or humor to uh, cut a tense situation. Humor is able to do a thing that other stuff is not able to do, and it's 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 important. You can get farther. It's a spoonful right. of sugar to make medicine go down. It's, it, you know, it's not exact, of course, and it and it goes bad yeah. sometimes. But you you just have to give people you have to credit if what? if they're doing it in good faith. You have to. My, One my, of the strongest more daggers important. against. One of the strongest daggers against Donald Trump is comedy. Everybody, don't, don't we see that? You know what I mean? Like the, the, the most way that you can cut down Trump or reveal what's actually happened is through comedy. Yeah. You, you laugh and you go, whoa, that's funny because it's yeah. true. Or, you know, you're like you're actually able to see some truth. And so that's what, and yeah, comedy's know, a way better weapon than some super liberal hit piece that's easy to ignore or dismiss, right. making a bunch of noise. That's nonsense. Right. That's just selling it to yes. the people that get, you know, clicks and whatever, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, we're getting to a place where if a comedian says something really offensive, or whatever, we'll be able to clearly see. Oh, wait a minute, that is racist. That is really bad. That is hurtful. That is oppressive. All, we'll be able to see those things rather than just be manipulated a little bit and, and get our minds off what's actually really bad out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, we we talked a long time. Let's get out of here. Yep. Good to see you guys today. I've enjoyed catching up. We'll talk to you on tomorrow, I believe. Okay. All right. See y'all again tomorrow. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.